<laughs> just on social media managers like, hey, um, you seem to be really popular amongst left-wing activists. Oh, well, specifically one left-wing activist. It's like, is his name Mike? Yeah, do you know him? No. <laughs> Definitely don't have a podcast with him. <laughs> We've never met. <laughs> and we, you can't prove otherwise. We, we record our parts for these episodes in isolation and just edit them together. We actually, well, the interesting thing is we don't even like, we're not even online together. No. We just, one of us does one half and the other one is a really good ad-libber. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, just, just, a, just a really good guesser. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode 21 of Hey Brew, the podcast about beer and storytelling. My name is Elliot. My name's Mike. And uh, today, Mike, do you have any beer news for me? I don't know why I started like that. Yeah. One day, 21 episodes plus three specials. I don't think I've got it to start right once. That's all right. It, it, keep, it keeps things fresh. It's always different. <laughs> <laughs> Variety is the spice of life. And as we all know, different is bad. Good. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, different no, is good. No, change, change is good and should be embraced. Uh, beer news, not much. Um, I had a whole bunch of the the Hop Nation organic lager. We've talked about that before. Yeah, fuck, I haven't tried it yet. Took a four pack down to a training camp I had over the weekend. I you say to the train station? No, <laughs> no, almost. So the train um, tracks and just sat by the side drinking. Yeah, it was it was like uh, you know having like a training camp Saturday Sunday. We had a get together on Saturday night and like they're they're only four percent. They're super light. It, it was hot. We were running around all day. Jeez. Boy, did it hit the spot. Oh, I'm gonna have to get on that. Yeah. I love Hop Nation. Yeah, and, the, and they you know you get like the the can holders now that are the plastic reusable recyclable ones. Uh-huh. This one came with like a, like what looked like a recycled cardboard one. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they're, they're doing, doing pretty well with the packaging as well. Mm. Oh, I think that ties into the organic thing as yeah. well. I think that's part of yeah. it. But like I wonder if a better word, a gimmick, but not. Yeah. But I wonder if they're going to do that with, with more of the beers. I will say I had it in a chili bin, uh, local language esky. Um, cooler. Yeah. A cooler uh, with some ice uh, throughout the day. Because like I, it was in Geelong, so I drove down there with them in the in the ice, and the ice had all but melted by the end of the day, and that cardboard can holder had basically disintegrated. Oh, that was good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. They were very cold though, so yeah, I, got, I got what I wanted. Nice, nice. Yeah. We also saw today that uh, in other beer news, Co-Conspirators Brewery is going to be opening soon. I'm very excited about that. Very keen. They are quickly moving up my list in terms of uh, preferred breweries. You know, it's one of those ones I just never buy for some reason. Mm. But every time I have one, I'm like, oh, this is fucking have you, have you great. Had, have you had the Matriarch? Yes. I've had a couple of those recently. Is that the uh, I think it either is or it's something close to that. Mm. Um, but man, that's tasty. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, and like they've got such a consistent design language with their labeling and the iconography on the cans mm. and stuff. It, I find that really satisfying that they've got like such a strong brand identity. Yeah, well, you know who it is, don't you? Uh, no. Oh, it's um, Clint, Joel Hannah's friend, who does Froth Magazine. Oh, really? He does the designs for them. No kidding. Yeah, we should, we should, we should tap into that network. Yes, we should, sir. Yeah. Um, I'll also get a little shout out in Froth Magazine. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. They have their own podcast now as well. So I feel like. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Funsies. Yeah. Um, How about you? My beer news is, let's be honest, limited. Yeah. Um, I have just finished my, oh, rather, the last time I drank was when we recorded last. Yeah. I have been off the booze since then. And I have been, I think the best way to describe me is irritable. Uh-huh. Um, I have been unpleasant to be around. You know what that is? Uh, alcoholism. It's, yeah, it's withdrawal. Yeah, well, it's more... Do you know what it is? It's every Friday at work when everyone else has a beer. I really want one yeah. and can't have one. Every time we go out for dinner or lunch or something and I want everyone has a beer, 
I really want one. Mm. I've been on two or three dates recently. Yeah. And I've sat and drank soda water. Yeah. It's it's like an extra level of friction to your normal, like your normal version of those social activities. Yeah. And so it's like that kind of mental, I guess, like anguish, but you know what I mean? Like mm. it, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just a, a blocker on something I like to do basically. Yeah. So I'm irascible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, today I have a little beer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink half a beer. Mm-hmm. But um, say half, it's a 600 ml bottle. Um, but on Friday is when I can actually have a beer properly and I'm going to go shopping tomorrow and pick mm. out something nice. I think because, wait, because, I might go for the double Old Banyols at Cloud to take it to work with oh, me. Oh, that is a good beer. It's fucking great. But beer. because you're drinking today, do you need to stretch that out by another day? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's, there's no chance of stretching out just because I've been, I've been counting down this. Also, I had Alicia... Brian and Shannon also they were going to not drink till Australia Day slash Invasion Day weekend. Yeah. Um, Shannon lasted until the Thursday. When you say the Thursday, what was the date? Uh, the second. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Alicia lasted until that Saturday. Yeah. And then Brian lasted until the next Saturday. Week. All of them week. Yeah. Um, and I'm the one with the problem. Well, yeah. Actually. Uh, you held out. I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. I would say like... I've certainly lost a little bit of weight. Yeah. I've saved some money. I, th- I don't feel particularly different, to be honest with you, because I feel like you'd need to I'm keep quite it up. good with my alcohol. Yeah, I feel like you'd need to almost keep it up long term to maybe notice something else. But I don't know what I'm going to notice that I didn't notice in three weeks. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I said, I've lost some weight, but I've also been throwing myself at the gym and eating better. So yeah. back on the booze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all roads lead to Japan. Yes. Um, but today we have a little beer here for mm-hmm. me to have. You say little. You keep saying little. We have, a, we have a small you can piece, have, a small slice of beer. Elliot can have a little beer as a treat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that has come up quite a lot recently as a uh, statement. I think that's quite funny. Yeah. Um, also, it's little a beer. I know, but also language changes over time. But memes do not. Yeah, they do. Ever. <laughs> um, all right. So all your base are belong to the proletariat. <laughs> it's so so. Sp- this is it's just even going to stay in. Who knows? All right. Mike, mm. as I mentioned earlier, we're kind of back to our roots, but secret roots because we cut that episode yeah. um, with a mountain goat rare breed. Yeah. Um, I think we can both agree pretty confident, comfortably that mountain goat's great. We yeah. both quite like mountain yeah, goat. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually had a lot of their stuff recently. Obviously, with like... They have a chocolate nitro. They have a nitro milk stout on oh, tap at the brewery. Okay. We need to get down there, Okay, man. But yeah, just like between, you know, trying to get stuff for the show that is you know, related to a story or a bit more noteworthy mm-hmm. or the stuff I'm buying for, for like my own consumption, not just for the show is like, I'm starting to get a bit more experimental. I'm yeah. kind of just like mountain goat to me is it almost feels like a staple in terms of a brewery. Yeah. I can like that. most of their stuff is not super out there. It's good, but it's, it's but that's where this rare breed and the barrel breed program yeah. comes in. Yeah. I just, I don't keep enough of an eye out for, for those when they come out. I no, think. I think that's fair enough. Um, so today, though, we have the Swamp Thing. Swamp Thang, isn't it? Sw- sorry, yeah. Sorry. So I've been calling it Swamp Thing all week. And yeah. then when I went to the brewery, I bottled it and was like... No wonder you couldn't find it. Can I get... No, shut up. That's not what I was <laughs> But I've been like... Because I didn't want to say Swamp Thang. Because I was like, yeah, you feel did. silly. You did. Um, you should have. And then I went to the brewery and I bottled it, pun somewhat intended. And I was like, you yeah, just want to get a takeaway of the Swamp Thang, please. And then I was like, I hate myself. Um, but it is kind of a fun name. Mm. Um, this is a, as I say, just a little beer. Yes. Um, a double uh, IPA, a dank double IPA. It does literally say dank yeah. right next to D-I-P-A there. Don't be afraid of the dank. 
Swamp Thang is a bi-coastal blend of the super dank Strata Hop from Oregon and the famous Vermont Ale Yeast strain, okay. indispensable in double IPAs. His funky, steamy, heady, earthy, pungent aromas dripping with overripe dankness can be too much for some, but for those who know, but for those who know, know. Uh-huh. And once you know, you can't unknow and you can't go back. <laughs> so stupid, I love it. Wow. It's dank, it's from the swamp, it's a swamp thing. I'm fucking excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to hang around any longer. It's got a pretty cool little uh, beast from a thousand fathoms. No, what is it called? A creature from the Black Lagoon style um, design on the front. Yeah, show me It's quite cool with their artwork. And in his eyes are two hop plants. Oh, okay. It, like the the lines around his eyes almost made it look like he's wearing like thick rim glasses. <laughs> so from a distance, <laughs> it's like a hipster. Just, yeah, he's just a hipster fucking monster from the deep. I would be well into that as well. Yeah, I know. All right, let's hear it. Ooh. Oh, I've missed that sound. Mm. Oh my God. Jesus. I'm, I'm so excited about this. Yeah. Sorry, I opened it. I realized this is on camera, but like I opened it you, and as I moved my hand away, the, the smell went right up my nose and yeah. nearly knocked it off my chair. Yeah. All right. I'm very excited. Mike, mm. have a little snifter. So you're right. I will. Cheers. Big. Ooh. Citrusy. Earthy. Uh, I, I, Jesus, I really do sound like I've got problems. But I'm so excited. Yeah, it is very it's it's like it almost smells like grass, but it's mm. but that citrus is kind of taking that away a little and it yeah. is that kind of Yeah, it is dank. Mm. It smells dank. Should Definitely get, does. Get amongst it. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. Oh that's incredible. Oh that's very good. Oh. I know it might slightly just be it's been a while. No, but. as as someone who had a has had a few beers this week. Uh, that's real good. For, for the record, it's um, 3 p.m. on Monday. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, it might be a Wednesday night. Yeah, but still, no. Um, no, that's that's good. Yeah, it's a, like very strong uh, hop sort of bitterness mm. in there. But it's it like they warned about it, putting people off. It's not really enough to put me off. No, um, but I can taste it on the back of my tongue now. Like yeah, really bitter. Yeah, it's 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 almost like it, it's almost dry. Mm. that aftertaste like it almost feels like you need to drink some water just to wet your tongue yeah you're you're not wrong um and it's got just like it's not an overly carbonated beer but it's Mm. got a good fizz on it as well so you can feel that across your tongue um there is definitely like a grapefruity mangoey flavor going on i was just trying to pick out what fruit it reminded me of and some some something close to a mango is Mm. sort of where i ended up maybe some mangosteen you ever had one of those no sticky Mm. best i can offer very yeah oh, it's really good it's um, really nice um amber color i'm gonna get more of this this yeah that's really good um yeah big amber sort of color quite nice and dark mm. um speaking of amber i watched uh, the first half of jurassic park of the day for the first time in probably 10 years oh fuck that's a good movie i haven't seen it you've never seen we've jurassic talked park? about this before i've also I've, I've never seen any of the jurassic parks i've never seen any of the indiana joneses oh yeah of course um i forget that you're the only person apart from me that hasn't seen anything so i've never <laughs> seen like terminator any of them i, I saw die hard one and thought it was shit so the thing is like i know i've seen terminator 2 i'm less certain about one i feel like i definitely watched it at some point i don't remember it at all fair enough at some point we might have to do that as well yeah yeah, fair enough. Jurassic Park's real good, man. It's genuinely a really interesting yeah, movie. I've heard. Yeah. Um, that Amber reference is going to be entirely lost on you then. Yeah, but for you at home, you're welcome. You enjoy that. Yeah. Because the thing about Mike, he's a digger like me. It's a hard, it's a deep cut in Jurassic Park as well. Okay. Anyway, um, 
fantastic really loving this beer uh mountain goat you fucking legends mm. this is real good yeah real earthy dank bitter mm. nice fruity notes like i've definitely had danker beers yeah you I know think when I they're to. really just trying to like turn that up and kind of show off a little bit mm. um yeah i had a west coast ipa a few years ago and i can't remember who it's buying it's yeah. on my instagram somewhere and whew, that yeah. was as like nothing I've ever had before. Yeah. Whereas this feels like it's walking right up to that line and just stopping mm. right before it gets into the territory of like... Holy shit territory. Or like you need to be really into beer to even appreciate this. Oh yeah. I think someone who's like casually into beer could enjoy this. Or yeah. rather casually into craft beer. Well, some, someone who's not put off by like... like strong a, flavor. Well, like a, a middle of the road IPA in terms of that kind of strong hot flavor. You know, mm. like somebody who like, likes an IPA and wants to try something maybe a little more adventurous um yeah this I, would definitely be a good thing to go to i'd say that this would give them quite an adventure mm. because i can i can taste the booziness in it yeah like i can i took a breath in like through my throat a second ago and i could feel the like mm. burny sensation almost um mm. but at eight eight point seven percent i'm not too surprised by that yeah but, but um it, it's it's also like that the taste of the alcohol isn't super present no which and, you and do, it's not you do get with unpleasant some. yeah it's it's very it's part of the beer as opposed mm. to an alcohol plate astringency on top. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm very happy with that. Any, yeah. any final remarks? No, I'm going to enjoy uh, drinking the rest of this while you say a lot of words at me. Do you want to, do you want to top these up while I say words at you? Yeah, please go ahead. Thanks. Um, as, I've, as we sort of said last time, because I gave us a little QA listen to the Slenderman episode the other day, mm. um, we, often say tangentially related this one's going to be again less tangential right on the fucking nose yeah just like the beer itself i'm going to talk about swamp fangs oh yes <laughs> um so as you said so context a little bit of uh inside baseball behind the scenes here folks yeah um, production notes yeah what else you want to call them i walked into the apartment that mark lit mark i walked into the apartment that mark lived in. um i walked into mike's apartment and he uh, looked at the beer and went oh Wet and spooky again, are we? And I was just like, yeah, look. <laughs> and the literal first part of my notes just says, returning to my wet, spooky roots. Yes. Yes, you are. So today we're going to be talking about various swamp-based um, monsters, cryptids, okay. and um, legends. Mm. So um, swamps, marshlands, the lot. How many of them are ogres? Um, delete... Delete. Delete. <laughs> no, uh, I don't. I don't have a single ogre in here. That's well. I'm not going to say I'm not disappointed. Why? Let's <laughs> <laughs> just unpack that sentence. Wait, ogres don't live in swamps. One very particular ogre does. Oh, god damn it. I didn't even think of Shrek. <laughs> Holy shit. Shrek is such a part of everybody else, but my, but but my psyche. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know. Maybe I. Maybe you missed it. I don't know. What's really funny is I listened to a podcast where we were talking about Shrek loads yesterday. Wow. Including a bit where they were literally... Shrek's turgid cock. Oh. No. <laughs> we weren't talking about that. But no, he was literally talking about something else and he was like, Shrek. And he's like, no. No, not Shrek. And he kept interjecting Shrek stuff. <laughs> it was really funny. Wait, wait. Is it Shrek? <laughs> I'm just going to ask okay, that throughout, delete, delete, throughout the story. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to be talking about those creatures which inhabit the damp, wet places of Earth. Oh, um, uh-huh. not my ancestry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. again, same direction, slightly different. Yeah, yeah, different approach. Yeah, 
Um, and also, everyone's least favorite video game levels. Everyone hates the swamp levels. That and sewer levels. I can't think of the last time I played what I'd call a swamp level. What? what really? What games are we talking about? Um, I, 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 was, I was like, I can think of four right now. Go on. And I was like, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, and Bloodborne. And I was like, I don't know if that yeah. counts. Um, they all contain swamp levels. Lots, yeah. lots of open world things have like swamp areas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm literally in the swamp in Red Dead right now. Although I do quite like it in the bayou. Yeah, but but the swamp isn't really like negatively affecting you in any way. Other, uh, other than slowing you down a little bit. I don't know. There's also that. rattlesnakes and, oh, and, yeah, and gators. Yeah, okay. That's that's pretty rough. Ooh, foreshadowing. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, um, and there's another thing in the Swamp in Red Dead that I am going to cover on a later episode because I've got a really fun episode lined up at some point. All right. Um, again, spooky because yeah, because I'm aroused. Um, yes, good. So, <laughs> is it Shrek though? Yeah. <laughs> It's just the yeah, production that's of Shrek. Call, that's what I call my penis. Because <laughs> it's got layers. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, no. Uncircumcised. <laughs> oh, your face. I want to leave that in just I'm for the... I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. Um, so, from the steaming Everglades of America's southeast to the beautiful, treacherous Irish peat bogs to the vast Murray Basin here in Australia, there is something about the atmosphere of a swamp which has a certain reverence for those interested in the mystic and the cryptic. I'm really enjoying this intro. Thanks. This is the most work I've put into an intro and all wow. podcast ever. Um, <laughs> so, legends of monsters in the marshes and swamps of the world go back as far as some of our oldest recorded stories. This is, I should write more like this, to be perfectly honest what, with you. put in effort. Yeah, rather than just like bullet points and, yeah. and ad-lib. Uh, in ancient Nordic poem Beowulf, the Mead Hall of Hrothgar, King of the Danes, has been under attack by a monster known as Grendel. A descendant of Cain, Grendel is said to be a creature of darkness, exiled from happiness, accursed of God, the destroyer and devourer of humankind. It's also the area between your dick and your butthole. Grendel. It's the gooch. Although Grendel. I, Grendel. Oh, I was going to say, it's very good. And just like the area between your dick and your butthole, um, Grendel is, lives in a marsh. So slightly muddy, sweaty, steamy area. Oh, no. So Grendel, Grendel uh, comes from marsh. Beowulf is considered to be one of the earliest sort of European language, um, uh, like fiction epics. Um, uh, yeah, never, never read it. No, I've heard of it. I've heard um, of it for sure. Yeah, and that's as far as it goes. And there is a movie with Russell Crowe. I want to say. Oh yeah, there was. Yeah, I I didn't see it. Don't worry about it. No. In that case, actually, what was I thinking? You might have seen it (laughs) because because Russell Crowe is ostensibly from New Zealand. Yeah. Despite the fact that we try to let Australia have him, and Australia doesn't want him either. He's very much your Hitler. In that Austria wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he'd appreciate that comparison, but uh, in that one very particular aspect, there's some truth to that. And all the other things. Yeah. Where he makes music, right? So I'm fun channel well. Anyway, mm. um, so from some of our most ancient work to some of our most modern and in vogue works of fiction, both DC and Marvel have swamp-based superheroes. Of course they do. Uh, DC, a very famous part of the DC canon swamp thing. Um, Wait, actually, it's actually just called Swamp Thing? Yeah, um, oh. it actually looks quite a lot like that. Um, well, I wonder where thing. they got inspiration from. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, actually, that looks more like the creature from the Black Lagoon, to be perfectly okay. honest with you, but Lagoon is not a swamp. Mountain goat? Mm-hmm. At least I don't think so. I don't know you know what a lagoon is. 
believe. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I believe it's essentially reefs. Anyway, um, something is very sort of well received and um, very beloved uh, DC character. Actually, yes, like mm. a really um, loyal fan base and some of like the. He does a lot of good in the community. Well. Actually, that is kind of part of it. He's very really? much like an eco-warrior uh, oh, okay. thing. So, so, he's, so he's Captain Planet? Uh, no, because he's a swamp thing also. Like, That's part of, part, of the, part of the planet, part of the environment. No, but I mean, he's literally just like twigs and mud and moss and stuff. Yeah. Captain Planet is a bit more fully formed. Um, and, but yeah, no, he is like an ecological sort of led superhero. And he's, yeah, very well sort of some of the swamp thing work is considered to be some of dc's sort of top work yeah really yeah he's, he's really really well sort of written yeah. um and then marvel has man thing which they didn't think very hard about the name <laughs> of and i just put in brackets here shite name that's um, like man bear pig and that's all i have about man thing oh. all right so yeah. waxed lyrically waxed lovingly lyrical about Swamp thing, yeah. Man thing, shite name. Well, that could be also. Li- it could be literally anything. Humans are man things. Yeah. Spider Man is a man thing. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, you'll be disappointed or pleased to hear I'm not going to be talking about any of those things though. Uh, instead, sure. I'm going to be covering what I've written down here as some of our top bog swamp marsh and more cryptids and legends from history. Um, I don't know about top. Like there's some kind of ranking, yeah. But um, maybe show, show me show me the tier list. Maybe at the end, what's, uh, what's the current meta on Swamp oh God. Yeah, <laughs> maybe at the end we'll do a who'd win. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna jump right in with an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that they're interesting because they're real, and that is the Will of the Wisp. Okay. Now, do you know what a Will of the Wisp is? I mean, I I thought it was some sort of like supernatural fairy thing, but when you say they're real. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, half right. Okay. Um, so Will of the Wisps are ghostly lights that yeah. can be seen hovering above wetlands. Okay. Um, they're known throughout folklore across the entire mm. world, mm. from uh, Europe to the Americas to yeah. Australia to Asia. Um, and I don't remember reading anything about them in Africa. So we'll go with that. I... I would almost assume because like a lot of the a lot of these different Western cultures, they also have like their own slight variations on it. Hmm. There's a good chance it exists in African mythologies as well. But it's it almost just... like you're reading my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so they they have other names that some other people are familiar with. So they're mm. also known as uh, hinky punks, yes, uh, jack o' lanterns, and um, they're also known as um, various types of yokai in um, Japan, right? Um, in British folklore, the Will of the Wisp are said to mislead travelers mm. uh, by resembling a lantern. Oh, and yeah. they guide travelers into swamps at night. As they travel down the road, they see a lantern, mm-hmm. assume it would be on the path. Yeah, because why else would there be a lantern in a fucking swamp? Exactly. They travel, they walk into the swamp, uh, and then once they're nearby, the, the Will of the Wisp extinguishes its light and leaves the traveler lost in the pitch black in the middle of a swamp. Oh no! <laughs> you mean you sound really unfazed? Well, it's just like expecting there to be like this other part where it just jumps out and kills them, but it's basically just like, "Hey, guess what? You're lost." Bye. No, you die of drowning usually. Oh well, yeah, but there's, there's no like they haven't active the, the the will of the wisp hasn't actively drowned you. I mean, it's just put you in a position that you couldn't get out of. It's 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 one of those things. It's like I didn't technically murder them. Feels like it's trying to weasel its way out. 
I don't really know what you want from it. Like, <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> it didn't physically murder. It didn't hold anybody down. Mm. But it did. It was actively causing their what death. I, what I'm saying is all will of the wisps are cowards. Fight me, said, said Mike. <laughs> will of the wisps are cowards. Yeah. Mike, Jeff got just front page next day. Just Mike on yeah, fire. It's on my tombstone. <laughs> just come at me, lights. <laughs> Oh dear lord! Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> don't owe me. Yeah. It's um, so in Wales. The lights are um, carried by small goblin-esque fairies known as puka, oh. or uh, puka maybe puka. Sure. Um, it's spelled P-W-C-A. So help. Um, <laughs> Fucking Welsh. Welsh. It's a real language for people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in Australia, the Min Min light is said to follow people down the roads when they walk along um, wetlands in Mm. the past, and um, they will disappear and reappear later on. Yeah. Uh, But if one chases the light and uh, catches it, they're said to never return. Ah, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a little bit more excited by that one. That's a little more mysterious. It's not like, oh, it just went away and then they died. Okay. You you might like the... um, upcoming ones i mean so this one is a little less insidious but um similar sort of stories they led people into swamps Mm. and stuff like that um but the japanese belief is that they are the result of the marriage of two kitsune which is a type of mystical fox demon uh, a mythical yokai Mm -hmm. uh, as mentioned um i've been doing quite a lot of japanning quite a lot recently because i'm going there soon yeah but also recently went to uh, an exhibition called japan supernatural where they had loads of artwork about japanese demons like really cool stuff it was fucking sick if you get a chance to go to sydney before april go check it out uh maybe it's not that expensive to go to sydney and sydney's pretty good don't let anyone hear me say that around here Sydney's all right. I, I might like. I might end up there for for uh, tournaments or something this season. Safe. But we'll see how it goes. Go to the gallery while you're there. Um, and then in Trinidad and Tobago, which I then went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole looking at what Trinidad and Tobago are what, all about. What, what is a Trinidad and what is a Tobago? I can tell you because it took me a while to find out. Oh. Trinidad is the Spanish word for Trinity, as in holy. Oh yeah. And Tobago is a bastardization of the word tobacco in in um, Spanish. Ah, so holy weed. Well, they believe that the Tobago Island, because of the shape of it, resembles a cigar. Oh, I thought it might have just been because they were growing a ton of it. No. Okay. I'm now thinking that might probably also have been part of it, but that's what the explanation I got <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah. Anyway, so um, in Trinidad and Tobago, they're known as the Sukuyant. Um, okay. Which translates roughly to Firewall Witch. Ooh. Yeah, now, now you're in. That's good. So they enter homes through any gaps they can find. How big are they? I mean, they're made of fire. Do what they want. Oh, yeah. Um, and then when they're there, they drink the blood of the inhabitants. Oh, boy. Yeah, now you're in. Yeah. Now you're fucking sold. Yeah. yeah. Take, ha- Still ha- want to fight them? Have some fucking agency. No, these are different. Still same shit. Different name. Yeah. Different place. Um, I don't know if you're going to get to it. I Like... Uh, some of these things where people think they see lights in the distance turn out to be like something that's very easily explained by science. Do you have that in there? Are you getting to that? Yeah, so I actually haven't written it in my notes because I'm an idiot. But the reason that actually Will of the Wisps exists is um, they are explained by a number of different factors, um, mm. some of which are marsh gases. Yeah, that, um, that was what I was thinking it was because I listened yeah. to this whole... Uh, there was this short-lived 
podcast called Science Solved It. I think it was from Motherboard, oh, yeah, a Vice website dedicated to like tech and science. Um, and it was basically taking things that people thought were real, but they were like, you know, superstitions or urban legends and well, actually looking at explanations. how the fuck it actually happened. And mm. one of them was like this one very particular place in the United States where people thought they saw like UFOs. They were just lights in the distance. And it turned out it was like, light refracted through gas coming out of something yeah it was yep. that that kind of that kind of thing yeah so so these these are kind of similar they mm. um uh they can be explained away through like marsh gases which mm. can so if you if you don't know like um if you have a lot of like dry um sort of looking for like vegetation together it can actually mm. spontaneously combust mm. and there's a lot of heat that can be generated marsh gases can sometimes then be ignited by this sort of thing yeah so there's a lot of methane comes off the um, sure. the decay and the breakdown yeah, yeah, of yeah. organics and stuff like that on top of that there are other things where like gases will sit low and it will uh refract light and stuff like that sunlight yeah. and moonlight and it will yeah create like these uh, ghostly apparitions mm. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm. Um, pretty spot on there, which is, um, yeah, not written in there, but yeah, you're bang on. Yeah, cool. Um, so going to move to more local climbs. Ooh. Um, any ideas about any, any of the Australian, uh, indigenous cryptids and lore at all? Uh, no, I like, I wish I knew more about it. I think um, I think it's really interesting and quite yeah, fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I would also add that early Australian settlers' tall tales are quite fun as well. Oh, yeah. Like they have like obviously in America they have things like Paul Bunyan and stuff like mm. that. Um I picked that name accidentally, but it's gonna tie in quite nicely because we're gonna be talking the about Bunyip. Correct. Yeah. Which is actually a kind of common known name around Australia, but not a lot of people know what it is. No. And also there's a place in Victoria called Bunyip. I feel like at some point I learned what a bunyip was, but I've since forgotten, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So the local, the legend of the bunyip comes from a huge number of sources. So it's quite difficult to pinpoint its exact nature. And that is partly because of the nature of Australian society pre-settlement, which is yeah. that it was lots of different nations. Of, there were like hundreds of different cultures. Exactly. Yeah. Largely nomadic. Yeah. Um, and also um, populations of people that didn't necessarily have a huge amount of interaction across yeah. state because it's so large and so mm. vast, but they had similar, um, there was some similarity between some of the things they would talk about and they, yeah. they sort of formed a common language around it. So one legend says that a man named Bunyip once broke the rainbow serpent's greatest law by eating his totem animal. After that, he was banished and transformed into an evil spirit that lured tribesmen and their animals into the water to eat them. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's one explanation of where the bunyip comes from. Mm-hmm. Um some believe it's a bloodthirsty murderer, but others have called the bunyip a punisher sent to earth to bring justice to anyone who commits evil acts and protect the wildlife. Mm. Um so you can see they're, they're just like two quite desperate yeah uh, explanations of what a bunyip actually is. And it's just from different localities and yeah. different different yeah. legends. It's pretty interesting. But the name uh bunyip actually comes from the um and I can only apologize if I slightly mangle these names. I mean, I've been doing that for episodes now. Yeah, um, we, we do our best. But um, the Wemba Wemba or the uh, uh, Wergaya languages um, of the people of Victoria and southern New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, and the word bunyip loosely translates into devil or spirit. Yeah. Um, so the appearance of the bunyip is actually widely inconsistent, as you can probably imagine. Mm. Uh, various indigenous peoples describing it differently across history. Um, it's been described as a water spirit, 
Um, and I've got some quotes here from various writers uh, that sort of um, embedded themselves with various tribes and stuff back in the day. So, much dreaded by the Murundi people, it inhabits the, Mur- the Murray, but they have some difficulty describing it. Its most usual form is said to be that of an enormous starfish. And that was George French Angus. Um, a man called Rynell Johns claimed that the depictions that he saw were about 11 paces long and four paces in extreme breadth. And he actually said that, that every year they would make a pilgrimage to a particular spot in the river and perform rites and sort of activities to sort of, from my understanding, celebrate and kind of appease it. But they would also yeah, like yeah. draw it out in the um, in the in the earth and like create a sort yeah, of kind of like rem- of it. reminds me of old harvest festival mm. stories. You know, they're appeasing the god that looks over their harvest so that it's bountiful, which otherwise would absolutely destroy them. Yeah, quite so. And if yeah. you're interested in hearing more about harvest rituals, go back and listen to our Halloween episode. Mm. <sighs> Look at us. Yeah, almost like professionals. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, a third description that I picked up was, uh, in truth, little is known amongst them respecting its form, covering, or habits. They appear to have been in such dread of it as to have been unable to take note of its characteristics, which I like that. Mm. Um, I like the idea that something is so scary that that it it, it defies description because you... You, you're not you're taking so, note. Yeah, you're not yeah. kind of like, well, I better make note of that particular aspect of it. It just, it's just fucking terrifying. Yeah, and like that, that kind of actually translates to you imagine someone reporting a crime, right? And they're like, can you give us a description of the the perpetrator? It's like, no, because I was fucking trying to run away. Interestingly, um, in psych, you need, and you did psych as well. Yeah, did you do anything about a criminal psych and about like um, eyewitness testimony? No, but I like would not trust it. Yeah, it's basically yeah. dog shit. Yeah. I'm always surprised that people can give eyewitness testimony. Yeah, like you could, if if you get it within like a couple of hours, it's probably fine. Well, it's really really easily led and oh, stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, so. and and also like memory over time is changeable. Yeah, super degradable. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, as someone who knows that sometimes I just encode things completely wrong immediately yeah. afterwards. Yeah, but and then I'm just you, like, you why did that happen? Because you have no check on that information either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so bunyips are mostly said to look like large seals or swimming dogs. That's amazing. Um, though they are said between said to be between five and fifteen feet long. Um, it's a bit of variation. It's a well, <laughs> it's just a wee bunyip, I guess. But to some degree, that could be young or old. Yeah. Um, it's said to have uh, black or brown fur, large ears, small tusks, and a head like a horse or an emu. A very different looking yeah. things. An <laughs> elongated mane neck about three feet long and many folds of skin and a horse-like tail. To some degree, there's a reason why they've been potentially thought to be like elephant seals and stuff like that. In the yeah, past. I was going to say yeah. like it's sounding quite like yeah. those. But then again, like some people said that they were look like giant starfish. Yeah. And I've seen some pictures of illustrations of them, and I don't know how accurate they are based on legends, but they're not like any of those things. Yeah. Um, Bunnips variously feed on crayfish, although some legends portray them as bloodthirsty predators of humans, particularly women and children. Of course. Um, And it's said to eat children and livestock if they get too close to the edge of the water, which I'm a big fan of, (laughs) just the idea of peering in. Also, to be fair, humans, not designed to be in the water. I don't know why we're so obsessed with being in it. 
That's where all the things that will kill us are. Well, I recently found this website where you can scroll down through the ocean depths and it tells you what fish live at what level. No, I find the deep ocean incredibly terrifying. I do too, but in a sort of fascinating way. It's like, uh, I think the thing that like started me down this journey of fearing the ocean generally is... Well, I drowned that time. <laughs> when I started like seeing uh, different depictions of things that exist at really, really low depths. because Those are the abyssal gigantism. No, the ones where Go like listen to episodes, so it's wet and spooky. The the ones where like because there's no light that far down, they're translucent. Yeah. And they look fucking bonkers and there's teeth and shit everywhere. I was just like, nah, we're not supposed to be in the water, fam. So you're familiar with anglerfish, right? Yeah. Using your hands, show me how big you think an anglerfish is. I don't know, like this big. <laughs> they're bigger? They're like this big. Yeah, okay, cool. They're <laughs> Sorry. like so to put it into perspective, Mike went for something about thirty 25 to 30 centimeters long yeah they're, they're about 70 about they're that, yeah. massive yeah they're so terrifying their teeth are like as big as my arm it looks like i don't know man they I, I i don't like the ocean much oh i totally get it there is some fucking spooky shit yeah. down there yeah. we are not meant we're not, we're not to supposed to go be there. down no, there. we're not designed for that yeah the we're, barely, we're barely designed to be on land <laughs> yeah we we're, we're barely designed we're fumbling about yeah forever <laughs> title of my sex tape. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, no. Brilliant. Um, so, interestingly, there's actually been many bunyip fossils found throughout the years. Okay. Yeah. Are they actually just dead sea lions? I don't want to comment on that just yet. Um, so, the remains of an unknown animal was discovered in 1818 by Hamilton Hume who I assume the highway is named after, and James Meehan, who I assume nothing is named after, <sighs> uh, in Lake Bathurst, who I assume the town is named after, in right, New no, South no, Wales. The racetrack was named after. <laughs> all the way back then. We should form some kind of bogan festival here. <laughs> we should make people go around in circles for hours on end. No, that's NASCAR. This is such an Australian joke. Yeah. No one's going to get no. that. Have you seen NASCAR? It's like the race for people, no, that, can, the race can, for people that can only turn left. And again, if you want to hear more about NASCAR, you can go back to some of our previous episodes as oh, well. Oh man, we've covered so much stuff. We haven't even done a Simpsons uh, thingy yet, oh, reference we, yet. We will. Give it time. I, I'm more concerned that we haven't covered that much stuff. It's just that we've got very limited knowledge of just no. these things. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we're gaining more knowledge yeah. through the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, actually. I, yeah. I, I like that. I, I've been interested about things, so I research them and I make an episode about it's learning, it. It's learning experience for us all. Yeah. Um, anyway, so human mehan. Uh, at Lake Bathurst in New South Wales discovered something that resembled a manatee or a hippopotamus. Uh-huh. Um, imagine that. I mean... It wasn't. A manatee looks like a hippopotamus of the water. Sorry, do you think hippopotamuses are not of the water? No, but like... It's literally pre- water horse. Predominantly of the water. Look. Hippos go on land. Look. <laughs> um, in 1830, there were unidentified fossils found at the Wellington Caves, which I don't assume are in Wellington. They were much larger than that of an ox or buffalo. And that's all it said. What? It could <laughs> like, be anything. It be, it's like, it's dinosaur. How'd this whale get here? <laughs> oh, these are bigger than an ox. It's like, it's a battleship. It's just a very big man. <laughs> I'm just going to start describing things as bigger or smaller than an ox. Yeah. How's we the beer? Sh- smaller than an ox. We shall call him Large Greg. <laughs> no. Lord George. <laughs> I was giggling Large for myself. Large Marge. Come on. There's your Simpsons reference. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I was giggling for myself yesterday thinking about calling a fat cat Lord George. 
have a lot of spare time. Um, yeah. In 1846, a skull was found at the... <laughs> Just a skull? Is that it? No, hang on. Okay. A skull was found at the uh, Morumbidgee River near uh, Baronald. Balranald? Yeah, I got that right. Balranald. Um, and it was placed in the Australian Museum in Sydney as, and labelled as a bunyip skull. Amazing. Um, and it is, was it, all, is it still there? Well, I don't know because it was later proven to be the skull of a disfigured calf. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to move on from bunyips because it's getting silly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and move into something fucking sillier. Oh, good. I thought thing. you were going to get really serious. No. We're going to move into the Rougarou. No. Yes. That's not a thing. Yes. It's going to get worse. It's a North American French legend. I thought you were going to say it's like the X-Men of kangaroos. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just a mutated kangaroo. You know what? I've been reading so much about this and it's down in Louisiana. So all I've been thinking about is Gambit. So the fact that you said X-Men is quite funny. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do the rest in a Cajun accent. Don't. Uh, no, I can't. So it's a North American French legend. And I wonder if... I, my immediate thing was like, yeah, North American French legend. Um, <laughs> So the Rougarou is a bastardization of the words loop-garou, um, which is like the French for werewolf. Because oh. um, uh, loop means wolf and garou means werewolf. So wolf werewolf. Yes. <laughs> That's like, it's like Bond, James Bond. Ah, wolf and werewolf. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Oh, dear. No, Mr. Wolf, I expect you to die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just in pain. Um <sighs> So it's alternatively spelt, and I looked this up. It's essentially Rougarou, which is R-O-U-X hyphen G-A hyphen R-O-U-X, which translates yeah. in French to ginger, get ginger. Wait, so G-A is nothing? No, it doesn't mean anything. Oh. And also, what I think is really funny is that obviously it wasn't meant to be translated like that, no. but I was already translating the other words. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, the old ginger get gingers after you. <laughs> it just sounds like you've got a really weird stutter and you're trying to say ginger one time. <laughs> Look, France, can you just not? Can you just stop. No one likes you. Just no. And that's enough from you. No. Says no. I don't know. Anyway, so the Rougarou is uh, said to stalk the swamps around New Orleans and Acadia, which is a fun word. And it basically means like French inhabited area of New Orleans and oh, Louisiana. Um, and it has the body of a man and the head of a wolf or dog. <laughs> you say, it has the body of a man and the, the head, head of, of a man. man. <laughs> There's your Simpsons reference. The Esquilax. Uh, um, <laughs> and the head of a slightly smaller man. Uh, so <laughs> It's just a man with like a slightly smaller head. Like, yeah. It's kind of weird. Oh, I can't find a hat that fits. Uh, 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 no, that doesn't make sense. Because it's not like he has to fit the rest of his body in his head as well. <laughs> It's not like jeans if you like got really long legs and a thin body. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh dear. So So the body of a man. The head of a wolf. Okay. Or or large dog. Um We're not sure. I mean there's also like I like can you imagine like okay. So like head of a wolf mm. on a man like could look a bit scary. Mm. But imagine if it's like body of a man and it turns around it's head like of a Saint a, Bernard. Or head of a beagle. <laughs> We're ahead of a pug. Just, just like, just, it uh, runs along and it's like, going, ooh, it's just like, and it's just like slobber everywhere. An English bulldog? What are you doing? It's, hang on, it doesn't work when I've got the headphones on because they're everywhere. Hang on. Oh, that sounds worse. <laughs> oh, I don't like I'm it. I'm really looking forward to the edit. It's reverse ASMR. I want to throw up. Oh, yeah, it sounded like that. Excellent. <laughs> 
very into that. Yeah. Um, so I also wrote here that um, body of a man, head of a wolf, and then for some reason I wrote though I imagine heart of a champion. <laughs> <laughs> club foot um, <laughs> tail but of like a snake it's weird um, it's a cockatrice oh wait chimera um, what I wrote though I imagine for some reason a hugely buff man for some mildly homoerotic reason yeah. and I don't know why yeah. I thought and wrote that yeah. just like because you can't imagine it being like head of a wolf and then like body of a mild mannered accountant no I'm thinking like I, I mean I'm not a Seinfeld fan I don't think you are either but like George Costanza, like you know who he is. You can oh, imagine yeah. what his yeah. body looks like. Yeah. Just like a short, fat, very hairy man. Just like a middle-aged, five-foot Greek man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a werewolf. What of it? I'm a loop guru. What of it? I'm a wolf werewolf. I don't think you know what Greek people sound like. Yeah, he's American Greek. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I don't think you know what loop gurus sound like. No, that's... Fair. Fuck, I've got through two fucking bullet points how, on this one. How many more do you have? Like 11. No, fuck, for a few more. Okay. Anyway, often the Ruguru is, uh, uses a legend or story to inspire obedience in children. Uh, aren't they all, though? Oh, sorry, not in children. Inspire obedience. Cajun children are told that if they don't behave, it'll come for them. But fun, <laughs> more hilariously, another variation is that they'll chase down Catholics who don't adhere, adhere to Lent. Oh, really? Which is such a better one than, like, God will be upset. It's like, listen... Yeah. Um, we're going to be abstaining from alcohol during Lent. Um, I really hope the whole family does want to join in. Um, you know, I'll be really disappointed in anyone that breaks. It's only 40 days and anyone who doesn't Release do the it, hounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a wolf. There's, there's a short, fat Greek man with the head of a St. Bernard <laughs> coming for you. Oh, no. David. <laughs> Listen, I'm thinking about leaving the church. Saint Bernard. Yep. Yeah, I'm out. Um, <laughs> so, um, in, in fact, um, one of the ways to become a Rougarou is actually to break Lent for seven years running. So oh, I am pretty fucking set. Yeah, that's commitment. Yeah, also, I mean, like, realistically, I've never really made Lent plans. I did once do you? No you Nut Lent, and I lasted about four days because I was in year 10. Yeah, and like, you, you wanted to nut so bad. Yeah. It's all anyone wants at that you, age. You, yeah. Anywho, um, but yeah, I like I haven't made the promises, so I guess I'm safe. I guess that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and another legend states that a victim becomes a Ruguru for 101 days. Very specific. Oh. Uh, but the curse is transferred when a Ruguru draws blood from another person, which you know that's kind of standard werewolf law. Yeah. Um, but yet another legend states that witches create Ruguru through cursing others. Uh, but um, what I think is probably the most interesting and final bit I've got about this is that other legends state that the Rougarou is um, a rabbit. <laughs> okay, it's very different. Yeah, and not even like a were-rabbit I or like a I rabbit was, head was, on a man's body. I was body. all the way bought into this and then you're like, hey, what about something completely different? Yeah, that's. I think that's the funnest bit is that it's not... It's it just it just said a rabbit. It didn't now, give any more details and all, it just moved straight yeah, on. Yeah, all I'm picturing now is the rabbit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You're picturing that. I'm picturing a rabbit-sized rabbit head on a really buff man's body. Of course you are. What do you mean, of course you are? Sounds like Bugs Bunny if he went to the gym. No, the scale's still fucked. Yeah, true. Um, all right, so I've got I've got some quick fire ones now because okay. fun. Honey Island Swamp Monster. 
What's Honey Island? It's a place, obviously. Where? America. Sure. Let's you go. Could, Louis- you could have I th- said. I think it was Louisiana as well. You could have said in the ocean. It's an island. Could be in a lake. Also true. Next one. So the Honey Island Swamp is a bipedal, seven-foot, stinky, webbed foot creature, and that's the way it was described. I thought you were just going to say seven-foot stinky and just leave it in that. <laughs> I was like, that's not how you say words. It's a seven-foot descriptor. <laughs> um, so legend tells of a train wreck in the area in the 20th century, and according to the legend, a traveling circus was on the train. From it escaped a group of chimpanzees, and they interbred with the local alligators, which is a distinct oh flagrant misunderstanding of biology, which I really appreciate. Yeah, here, the product of this gangbang. Yes. Um, owl witches. Um, these are quite cool. The Stigini, I think. Also mm-hmm. known as something unpronounceable. Stikini and Ish Stikini. Okay, that was actually quite pronounceable. And Sticky Icky. Uh, for the... <laughs> Oh, I can't believe I'm going to bring this up. I went on a date recently. I was telling someone about Sticky Vicky. Oh my God, this is going to be a massive aside. I don't know if it's going to... No, um, um, let's go. Sticky Vicky is an entertainer from the 1970s that used to be in Benidorm. Benidorm is the place where people used to go on package holidays when they first came about in the UK. Package okay. holidays to Benidorm. So it's on the Costa del Sol in Spain. Mm. It was basically my grandparents' generation used to go there. And Sticky Vicky was an entertainer that used to open bottles with her vagina. Well. Yep. And I don't mean like plastic or scooter no, bottles. I, I mean like a beer bottle. Yeah, no, I, I, I imagine that's what you meant. She has a Wikipedia page. Feel free to look her up. I shan't. Still alive. Yep. Um, so Sticky Vicky are state sisting. <laughs> Try that again. Stigini are yeah. sinister shape shifters, which are usually resemble massive great horned owls with dark menacing eyes. During the day, they appear as ordinary people, but once the sun sets, they transform into a nine foot tall feathered being. Well into it. Don't we all? Um... <laughs> Yeah, but that's just my drag act. Um, the metamorphosis occurs through the, the metamorphosis occurs through vomiting their souls and internal organs up every evening, and by night they hunt for victims so that they can take a mortal's heart and eat it and take on their appearance. Good God! Yeah, it's pretty fucking rad. Yeah, very dark. Um, and certain Seminole groups, um, which is a tribe, mm. warn that speaking their name aloud puts you at risk of turning into one. And in certain cases, only revered tribal elders are permitted to tell these stories. And again, mm. in other cases, people yell at children to make them behave. Yeah. Which I love. Um, and then I've got a couple of fun ones. <laughs> skunk ape. Is it a skunk and an ape? In 1974, sightings of a large, hairy, foul-smelling <laughs> ape-like creature, which ran upright on two legs, were reported in suburban neighborhoods in Dada County, Florida. And that's actually all I have. Oh, when, I think it actually when, said... When was this? 1974. It was just a man in a costume. A smelly man in a costume. Yeah. To be honest, it's 1974 in Florida. It was probably just a foreigner. I mean, it could have been someone from Florida. Flor- it's Florida man. Yeah, Florida man has done some wild shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I believe um, I read that like some people were like... Um, oh, no, that was the um, Honey Island Swamp Monster. There was like some cryptid expert in the area who was like a vicar and he was like I don't think anything like that exists around here because I would have seen it and that was his ex- that was his fucking like reputation of nah it. dog that's not how you prove anything yeah he's a vicar <laughs> that's literally how they prove shit yeah true um, well so he's seen God in the words of the bible yes um, in the face of a small child yeah and um, some burnt toast get off in the anus of a dog <laughs> oh. in the anus of a young child 
if he was a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I pulled another real one. Um, because if you think any of these terrifying cryptids that live in swamps are scary, um, how about the fact the American alligator has not had a major evolutionary leap for 8 million years because it pretty much reached perfection. Oh, really? Yep. Um, they can reach up to five meters long and they have one of the most, uh, one of the strongest laboratory measured bite of any living animal mm. measured at, um, 13,172 Newton meters, which is approximately 1,343.2 kilogram feet. Um, or 2,000 this is basically a measure of torque. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 2,961 pound feet. And yeah. for context, your car has 350 pound feet. Yes, it does. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's like 350 pound feet or 400 and something like Newton meters. It's something like yeah. that. Um, right. So this is 3,000 pound yeah. feet. So that can could rip. Yeah. It's basically like once it's closed on you, you ain't getting it open. No. But they have terrible like opening power. So you can, that's why you can like just hold them shut with your hands. Yeah. Yeah. But just wow. keep tight hold. Yeah. Um, and then the final one I've got here is just bog monster, which I just saw was an Irish uh, slang for a... Big, uh, a big shit? <laughs> no, no, for people that are from the country and grim. Oh, no. Just, just ugly, fat people from the country. So it was like, oh, I came out, you, someone comes out of the bathroom, it's like, don't go in there. There's a big, the old, bog bog, there's a big old bog monster in there. <laughs> it's a skunk ape. Oh, just, you go in there and you're like, oh, I've really got to go. And you walk in and it's just like, no, I don't need to. Occupied. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I didn't realize there was an actual bog monster in here. It's like, um, no one that name knows. is very hurtful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm terribly sorry, Mister Skunk Ape. He's like, my name's Dave. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, old man, <laughs> Dennis. Sorry, I'm not old. What? <laughs> Python references. Yeah. Anywho, that is my uh, welcome to my. Thank you for coming to my TED talk yeah. on the swamps. I feel like this has gone straight to my head. It's something to do with the non-drinking for months. No, like, well, I've had, like, more of it. And exactly. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Um, Strang. Yeah. I've also, like, not drank much in the last week, like, with being sick and stuff. So I'm I'm not saying I'm, like, in the same boat as you, but it's this Certainly one. This, on your way. this one's almost done me in. Mm-hmm. It's good though. It's been a fun episode. It's been, a, it's been, yeah. It's, it's, made, been, it's made the episode more lighthearted. Yeah, it's been, it's been a good time and this beer has been a lot of fun. I will say it, uh, like you mentioned, it didn't have a lot of head on it. It didn't look carbonated. Yeah. I've had a bit of gas coming out uh, yeah. throughout this. I think, I think it's, I think it's, it's done really well. I think yeah. it's a little on the warm side now, quite frankly. Well, I think it could do with being a little cooler. Well, you nursed that one a little bit. Well, I'm oh, sorry. I was talking <laughs> the entire way through the episode, you know, doing my episode. Yeah. Scumbag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any any uh, any closing rebuttal? I mean, no, I can't exactly like refute mythology of different cultures. I mean, you could well. do. It's kind of rude. I mean, most of it's probably not real. There, done. <laughs> um, the beer was well thought out. Yeah, the beer was good though. Beer was real. Yeah, real good. Yeah, the, ah, yeah, lads. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, what the fuck were we talking about at work earlier? And someone was like. Balls. They were like uh, cams or something, or cads or cat or cows. And you wanted to say cans? Honestly, I just sat at the other side of the room and just went, cats, cats, cats. Were they talking about the movie Cats? 
Oh, I can't what it was about. I'm I, I I'm gonna have to look up what the fucking. Like, I'm gonna have to go through every letter of the alphabet and try and work out what it would have been. Oh no! But um, you know, I was pissing myself laughing, and everyone just stared at me. <laughs> you were was, laughing to no one. Yeah, literally. Wishing that I would hear you. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, still, I think um, for Invasion Day weekend, I'm just gonna go and get a big bag of cans. Nice. Um, but lads. I'm yeah. Just, I'm uh. Well, now I'm sad. I can't join you. Well, whose fault's that? Mine, definitely. Okay. I don't want you to feel like it's your fault. why I'm sad. No, I don't want you to feel like it's your fault. Well, it is though. I know. I made other plans. It very much is, but I don't want you to feel... You might not want it, but I do. Okay. Actually, I do have a question for you. Any particular favorites of the cryptids we covered today? Anything you're like, that's interesting, or that's ridiculous, or I would be interested in knowing more, or I want to hang out with them and have a beer. Which of those cryptids do you want to have a beer with most? Uh, I want to have a beer at a distance and look at and skunk no, skunk <laughs> I I want to see what that looks like, but I don't want to get anywhere near it. I like the, I like the name Fireball Witch. Um, that's me when I'm drinking Fireball. Yeah, the Fireball Witch. I'm just yes. like shit faced and running around with a broom. <laughs> Why do you have a broom? I'm a fucking witch. Oh yeah, fair. Um, come on, work with me here. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember all the other ones. Okay, give me the names again. So we've got the Will of the Wisp. Yep. We got the Bunyip. Yep. We got the Rougarou. Yes. Skunk Ape. Yep. Owl Witch. Yep. Uh, honey Swamp Monster. Yeah. Honey Island Swamp Monster. The the, the, the Rougarou, I think, is probably most likely, especially if it's got the head of a St. Bernard and the body of a small fat man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you know what, watching that, then like sup a pint, but like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to go for a pint with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Gambit in the corner doing card tricks, <laughs> just trying to get by. Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna try and do a Louisiana accent again. Then I was no, like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do just it. Don't. I'm not gonna because it's it's not even gonna be offensive. It's just gonna be bad. Yeah. And I'm just and like I'm trying to think of f- what Gambit might say. Yeah, I'm gonna feel bad for you. Yep, that's totally fair. <laughs> All right. Well. I think we've got a pretty firm understanding of the world of the swamp cryptid there. Yeah, um, sure. Fantastic. Mike, if anyone would like to break through the mire of uh, Ooh, social media very nice. and discover our content deep under the surface, mm. um, quite muddy surface, Yeah. Uh, where might they find us? Well, uh, if they like Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. and well, they, they do. And, well, a mm. lot of people do. That's Chinese. Yeah, true. Um, on those three, at least, uh, you can find us at Hebrew Podcast, uh, all one word. It's the same across all three because we like to make things easy here. Mm. And, um, and also, no one else has this name. Yeah, true. Um, we're, we've, we, we, I guess we had a bit of a, a downturn in activity over the holiday break. Um, but now that we're both back at work and getting back into the swing of things, I think we'll try and be a bit more active on the social media. Yeah, I've got to start just, um, we've got to start just, using it yeah yeah pretty much like i definitely enjoyed doing fuck all over the break mm. but then like it came back to you know getting ready to do a couple of episodes in january and i was like oh yeah we had a routine around this stuff that i've forgotten yeah. <laughs> oh well, well look, we'll, yeah. we'll be back on social media we'll do it we'll build an empire yes uh if you want to email us as well you can do that at hello at heybrew.zone uh we will accept basically anything into that email inbox uh, spam at this right well uh, Google's doing a pretty good job of filtering that stuff out. I do, I do check it occasionally. Are you getting anything? Uh, mostly it's Twitter telling me to follow more accounts. Lame. Uh, but no, if people, maybe we should though. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but if people want to send in, I don't know, feedback, 
suggestions, uh, things of that nature. You mentioned feedback, Mike. Mm. Is there any way people could help us on the journey to becoming global superstars of the podcast? Very small realm that we're in. Well, I'm glad you very obviously set me up there. Hmm. Um, What really helps us is on your... Sorry. Yeah? That. Just rain out of nowhere. Oh, no, it's mentioned like torrential storm tonight. If yeah. you can hear that, folks, that is torrential wind and rain outside my yeah. place. But that also just came in in the last like five minutes. I wonder how well that'll come through. We'll find out when we go to edit this. Heckin' loud. Um, yeah. I'd also add that at one point the wind blew and it shook your house. And I only noticed because the bottle of gin behind you was like the liquid and it was swaying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a four-story tall townhouse. Sometimes it sways in weird yeah. ways that I don't expect. Terrifying. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. To go Reviews. Back, to go back to us, uh, on your podcast platform of choice, wherever you found this episode, uh, things like ratings, reviews, and subscriptions do a lot to help get us out in front of more people. Mm, and we love more people. Yeah. So, yeah, just we're, we're totally little... not totally not narcissistic at all. We think more people should listen to our bullshit. Mm. Um, and I can't remember these words, but... Go like on. and subscribe. Yes, we, we, what we, I just said. But yeah, in, but in less words. Yeah, uh, but no, it, it would genuinely mean a lot to us, and we yeah. we really appreciate the support uh, yeah. of those people that have uh, already done so, and yeah. those people that are doing so. So, thank you so much. Yeah, twenty twenty um, will be the year of Hey Brew. Oh, imagine! Imagine if we just turned it up. Yeah. Um, imagine <laughs> if we just did a good job. Imagine if we just put in a little more effort. <laughs> imagine where we'd be. Imagine. Hey. Look at us. What we need is like a... You need group projects at uni. Yeah. What we need is one really disgusting overachiever to be part yeah. of this. Because right now we've got two middle-of-the-road mm. people that are smart enough to coast sort of yeah. thing, people. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Who do we know that works hard? Oh, I know. Friend of the podcast. Uh, uh, a friend of the show. Ass. He's a hard worker and he could, uh, he could definitely help us boost our profile because he's actually a very, very intensely hardworking man. Well... It's the first time I've heard that about him. First time we've ever really mentioned him. No, that's mm. true. Okay, well, look, this has been Hey Brew. Um, my return to form in drinking has been, I feel a little squiffy to be perfectly honest with you. I'm well, about that. It's all right. Um, thank you so much, Mountain Goat, for this beer. Uh, this has been Hey Brew. My name is Elliot. My name's Mike. Cheers. Cheers. I really don't want that to be the uh, outro thing. But, no, it um, won't be. Goody gumdrops.